Welcome to the Yellow Pill Podcast. My name is Wale. And my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and wicked problems that we all face. On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world. So, shall we begin? Hi guys, welcome to episode 4 of the 6th season of the Yellow Pill. So, in this episode, we spoke about a topic that we think is often missing in our journey towards adulthood. It's fertility and reproductive health. We're joined by Lapwe, who is a friend of ours from time. She's also a medical doctor in Nigeria and a YouTube content creator, and also writes a newsletter about psychology and human condition called The Mind Notes. So make sure you check the link in the description to check out all her stuff. Anyways, we spoke about fertility decline, stigmas around your fertility, contraceptives, and a lot, lot more. Now, although a conversation around fertility requires some kind of technical vocabulary and a bit of understanding, this episode had a lot of humor in it. Um, so we hope you enjoyed. Give it a listen and let us know what you think. Oh, one more thing before I forget. We shared a lot of factual information on this episode, so it's everyone's right to fact check everything that you hear on the episode. I uh, just thought to mention that. See ya. Okay, so, Lakwe, thanks for joining us. Dr. Lakwe, I'm going to add doctor to, to your name as, as often as I can. Because I like the doctor vibes in the house <laughs> like today. Fine, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think over the last couple of episodes, last seasons, it's been like once or twice that I've mentioned to Toby in random episodes, not random episodes, random parts of the episode. I'll be like, oh, well, as a guy, do you even know whether your sperm works, right? And I think as I said, it probably gave me a look like, huh? Are you, I'm giving what? I'm giving you the same look now. And yeah. <laughs> we will dive into it in this episode, but let's ju- just keep going. Yeah. Keep going. And then I'm like, well, I feel like for me, I've always had the vibe of if I'm going to get into something with anybody, right? Obviously, marriage is not for everybody. Nobody wants to have kids and that's fine. But for those who want to, this is probably what applies to you. Um, if you want to get into that kind of relationship at some point, you should know, you should, you should, have, you should have a PowerPoint file of yourself that, you know, that shows all your weaknesses and strengths, including your reproductive health, right? I think it's just only fair because a lot of stigma around infertility has often been on women. And now we know that it's 40% women, 40% men, and 20% both parties, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for guys who just think that you just come in, you know, bust a nut and then you're, you're good to go. Well, wow. some of you have a role to play as well. Um, okay. <laughs> Can we just tell Toby that this episode is about fertility and reproduction? Toby is fine. And, <laughs> and you can't cringe as you're cringing right now because I don't get it. Bro, just keep talking. <laughs> I'll, I'll try my best. <laughs> I'll try my best. Like, I'll try my best. But let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So I thought we'd start with a bit of a game. Right? A game. Before kickoff. Right? Game. Right? Well, I'll ask you guys true or false facts. Like with being a doctor, you might know this. You might get everything right. I mean, I know you're not a um, reproductive gynecologist. What? Sorry. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. Um, but you might just know this based on general knowledge. So fun fact for you both as a first start. Fact one. Your weight does not affect your fertility. True or false? False. That way? It does not. Does not. It does. What? So false. So false. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't 
Alright, so yeah, so, so, so you're both right. Your way affects fertility. I'm keeping your weight on optimal BMI range, you know, is important lifestyle factor that can affect your fertility. Overweight, yeah. underweight can negatively affect your fertility. So, a good one. All right. Yeah. So, one in 10 couples have problems getting pregnant. One in 10. Yeah, sounds a bit too intense because that's 10%. No, it could, it could be true. I'm just like, um, I, I don't yeah. want to be like. They're both, they're both looking up right now with virus in their mouth. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm thinking because it's like, okay, what's demographics? What's uh-huh. the geographication? But it sounds about right. Yeah, I'll say yeah. true. Just because of even the way you put the sentence. I'll say true. All right. So that is false. This is one in six, actually. Jeez. Oh, well, difficulties convincing. Sorry, conceiving, rather. All right, fact three. <laughs> A woman is born with all the eggs she will ever have. Like, please answer first. <laughs> false. <laughs> I'll say false. True, I think. Okay, okay. So, Lakwe is correct. So, a woman has, has six to seven million eggs prior to being born. And this yeah. story declines with age. Very process nah. called ovarian follicle astrasia. Atresia, right? All right. Fun. Fact four: one in three okay. couples are affected by low sperm count. Oh, yeah. One in mm-hmm. three. Hmm. We said one in six before, and now <laughs> no, I know, I know. One in six was for general fertility, so now we're saying one in three, which means fifty percent contributed to the woman, which I don't think is correct because it's yeah, false. I'll say false. Okay. Ah, interesting. You're both wrong. So that is true. <laughs> I challenge this fact, but what's that? Statistics is barely not my thing. <laughs> so so one in three couples um are, are, have find difficulty to lose from count, obviously from guys, hmm. which makes it harder to conceive naturally. Again, hmm. it could be number of sperm or quality of sperm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, final fact. Nine of the ten highest total, total fertility rates on earth. African countries, true or false? The statistical fallacies. I'll say true, but I'm probably wrong. I'd say false. Ah, okay, cool, cool. And Toby's right. Luckily, you're wrong. Sorry. Um, <laughs> nine of the ten <laughs> highest fertility rates in the in the world are African countries. But again, mm. they, they measure this thing by birth per women. So it might not be a, an actual yeah, measure of their biological, um, physiological like, standing. Mm, but just more mm. of a case of uh, other factors of like lack of um, birth control, etc. Yeah, yeah. etc. Yeah. But yeah, I think why I decided to start with this was, again, me saying these facts to you guys doesn't mean I know more than you guys. I just read it out on the internet. So I probably got all of this wrong before I even read about it. But I think why I want to start this is for everyone to everyone listen to know how much and how surprised we can get by issues of fertility right and we don't talk about this shit right um i don't think i've ever had a conversation about fertility ever fun another funny thing is that when you hear anybody going to the doctor right and they say oh yeah guy i go i got hospital yesterday let me go check man i get a headache or oh shit um my heartbeat was very fast nobody ever says yeah man i want to go and check my reproductive health um you know i want to check if if my 
if my if my Jesus is working. No yeah. one says that, right? But then you then find yourself in a home and in, in after getting married and doing your your ashabi whatever, and then you're struggling, <laughs> right? And yeah. I think I think what's important is that the earlier you can detect whatever it is, the better, right? So, so that 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 that's you know. I think every time you've brought it up, that's sort of like where I've sort of like debated that because even with reading and stuff, and like we can maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but with men and reproductive health, I guess mm. particularly, like usually they don't they don't tell you to do anything until you're actively trying to have kids, right? Because you know it's not as if the earlier you, it's not, I, okay, maybe when it comes to cancerous causes, maybe the earlier you check it, the, the better. But for most of the other things, it's regardless of if you check it when you're 15 or when you're 30 you're still going to go through the same process as long as you're in sort of like that birth period is what I think. So that's why whenever you mention we should go get checked, I'm like, except you're actively trying to have kids. Like, I don't know. That's what I mean. Because one of the things they'll ask is your, your medical history. Have you been trying to have kids and you've not had kids yet? You get, like, I don't think a doctor will just willingly test you like that. Except you've been actively trying to have kids. I don't think if you walk into a clinic, like, I don't know, would they just do a test for you like that? Something has to be actively wrong. In that situation, from what I've read, sure, I could be wrong. That's why I said, like, we should probably be like, no, not necessarily. In. I mean, if you walk into a clinic and ask, nobody's going to be like, oh, do you understand? Mm. I mean, obviously, mm. those tests are costly. So mm. it's also not something that people might routinely do, but nobody's mm. going to turn you away if you're That's like, what you want, okay, to want to do. Yeah. 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 Like, do you, do you ever think about your fertility? Mm, not really. <laughs> Any reason? I mean, I have before, but not really. I, I have because of like the whole age thing. Hmm. Yeah, but mean? like not really. Like getting older. Every right. time, every time, it's like every time you clock a year or <laughs> even something as random as maybe getting a period, for example. Oh, I hope we're not going to cringe at that, but no, whatever. No, no. I'm good. I'm good. It's like good. Uh, you just lost another egg, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Six million minus one to go. <laughs> like, oh my god! I I I never actually think about that. Is it does actually? Is that actually a thought? <laughs> I mean, if I if I'm a medical person, probably. I mean, the average yeah. person might not think of it that way. But yeah. Mm, it's like mm. ah, dang it <laughs> that those could have been twins who knows <laughs> who knows Abby? who knows and then i'm still getting punished for not trying to have a baby now because all the pain and everything that comes right? with it yeah yeah it's quite, quite ridiculous but on in, in that sense like we're like for you as as a woman and also as a doctor as well um what do you think about just the idea of of one being aware of their own reproductive health, either as a man or a woman, and how was your, let's say, your experience as, not only as a doctor, but even in social circles, how has that probably influenced how you think about it? I I think that it's probably not, it's not something that people probably think about often enough. Like, I was reading um, the article you sent me, and the, the writer said something very brilliant. She was like, we talk about birth control so much, like it's this off switch, but nobody ever talks about the on switch. Like it's not just 
reproduction is not just always as straightforward as, as oh, just turn it off with bed control mm. and you can always just turn it back on. Mm. Like, it's a very delicate process and nobody really knows. You know, like we said, the courses are 40% male, 40% the female, and 20% is kind of like unknown, mm. really. So you never can tell where that unknown might come from. And obviously, the younger you are, like, the better your chances but the irony is that the younger you are, the also more clueless you are about life and probably not financially yeah. stable, probably not any of these other things. So it's really very dicey. Mm. And mm. I think especially with a culture in Africa generally, not just even Nigeria, mm. it feels like it's almost a given. And yes. yeah, and, and people don't realize that. <laughs> It's, I mean, not to sound whatever, but it's almost a miracle every time somebody is able to achieve conception. Mm. Because mm. for some people, you just can't find a reason and mm. everything is otherwise fine. So obviously the age thing plays into it. Like obviously the younger you are, the better. And I don't think it's something that I really talk about with my friends. Hmm. In particularly but then yeah, it's, it's it's never a social conversation right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah especially if you're not married and then or it makes me, yeah and then it makes me see this whole thing of you know all this thing of all these yoruba aunties or these nigerian aunties or uncles that are like ah. hmm. so when are you getting married Mar- you know, yeah, like, yeah. time is not time is not on your side <laughs> and it's like yeah but at the flip side they also kind of have a point i like i don't hmm. need the pressure but there's if you look closely there's also that point being made i mean obviously sometimes i feel like things we pass on as culture because nobody ever really stops to ask why we mm. just do things and say oh that's just how it is we just mm. you just have to be married by this age or you just have to do this by this age and nobody really knows why like my mom would always say that this younger generation are like more curious like back then they they could not ask why if they mm. tell you to carry something, better just carry it. Don't ask. Carry it. <laughs> Don't ask any <laughs> questions. But now, like, the child will actually be like, ah, why? Why should I carry it? And all that. So it's like there, there's been a lot lost in, like, translation or lost in time that it almost feels like, oh, what are these people saying? But there's also kind of a point to mm. what they are saying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, well, maybe to respond to the same question, right? Um, you, I, it only ever comes up in a conversation with you, to be honest, right? <laughs> like the, the few times, the few times it has come up, and it's always about we're talking Disclaimer, about something guys, else. I don't, I, I don't go thinking about this every day, right? It just, I, <laughs> I have my, I have my doubts, I have my doubts. But I think the only other time, the only other time, um, it came to mind was I think like you remember the book that I sh- I shared the the deciding decade or defining decade by Meg J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So, so when she was talking about you know, um. I guess young adults planning their timelines, like, okay, you say you don't want to be in a relationship now, you want to get married later, like when mm. and why and what are the things that will lead up to that? Like, what do you need to do before that? And so I think it was when I was putting that timeline together that I was like, okay, if I want to have like kids before, um, what? Like, if I want to be done having kids by 40, which is, I think that's when I thought about it, that, okay, post 40 for men as well, it becomes slightly more difficult to, to have kids, right? So it's usually mm. good to be done with that before that age. Um, so that's the only time it really came about and it was more in a practical sense than, than anything else. Um, and that's and, the thing yeah. that 
I think people don't talk about often enough. Like mm. the age thing doesn't just affect women. It, it might mm. affect women more, more visibly because not even necessarily more, but just it's just more visible because you are the one that actually carries a child. And it's like with every mm. other part of the human body, with aging, it's like it becomes probably less easy to actually carry the child like physically mm. but for like the men there's also the issue with the sperm like mm-hmm. it eventually tends to decline in like quality quality yeah and there, there have been some i think conditions that have been linked back to like the sperm and all of that the quality of the sperm that then affects mm. the, the baby children. or the child but mm. People yeah. don't, yeah, people don't often think about that. Maybe also because the men might have the advantage of probably marrying somebody way younger. And mm. <laughs> I guess that just helps to kind of buffer Balance it. things in a way. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's true. That's true. But going back to your point earlier that you said that, um, well, why do we check it now? Why can't you just, why can't you just check it when you're, trying to, when you're getting ready to have kids? Well, that's a very flawed thought process, in my opinion, is that <laughs> your fertility conditions, right? As you are younger, and like we correct, correct me if I'm wrong, if you support any flaws in my argument right now. As you are mm. younger, right? Being, being younger is the best time to fix anything, if you're going to fix anything. Because the older you get, the harder it gets to, to, to repair, fix, or intervene right mm-hmm. and as you are a kid even like there's a lot of things that happen and i'll we'll come back to this later but but there's a lot of things that happen as a kid when you're in your mom's um your mom's womb that that sets you for life because at that developmental state of your life from age zero to 20 or 25 those things things your lifestyle many factors social environmental whatever is setting you up for life so yeah. you're going to wait till you're 30 or the age of marriage, which is 30, 31, 30, whatever you want to call that age. What if that's the point where you could have fixed stuff in your life three years ago or four years ago? So that right? I get. Well, so, so that I get. And for me, I'd rather attribute that to a general healthy lifestyle than zeroing in on just Yeah, fertility. but guess what? Yeah. But guess what? But guess what? Fertility, <laughs> fertility is part of the meaning of life. I'm sorry. If you want to, if you, Again, again, I have to. Say, I have to say. Okay. Okay. What, okay. Sorry. Sorry. What do you mean by? Uh, sorry. Just. Just. just, 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 just so, <laughs> no. No. So, by, uh, so. Wait. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Finish. If, and if if I said it's so radical, then let someone explain to me what's the point of life if we all stop conceiving? Everybody stop conceiving. What's the point? Obviously, I'm not saying like you go from zero to hundred, but I'm just saying that like not every like. Some people are not going to have kids or whatever, right? And that doesn't to me to say the essence of life because the way you put it sounded like the essence of life is fertility and reproduction, but like it's a part of it. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't mean you haven't had a fulfilling life. That's what I was just trying to. No, say. I don't mean for the individual. Maybe, as, yeah, as, a, individual as a collective, yeah, okay. as a collective, human okay. Race. As okay. a collective, as a human yeah, race, propagation is right. key. Sure, yeah, I know. Exactly. I know yeah. feminists will hear that and and go berserk. That's not what I mean. Why I you, mean, you, you you keep seeking them out. So like I feel like. <laughs> we, we, no, we because could have, like we, we we could have gone through that whole segment well, yeah, without you understand. That's exactly. Thank God, yeah, the one I say is somebody. Want. No, like no, like not normally when that comes up, it's often 
case of somebody saying a woman's job is to have children. That's not what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get right? you. I, 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 I clarified that. I mean, that's I a collective you. human race, right? I get you. Yes. Yeah. So, which is what I'm saying: the earlier, the better, mm-hmm. right? And me, I've not done mine because because I I can't afford. I'm going to do it as soon as I'm done with my program. Mm-hmm. It is my it's my it's my plan for next year. Mm-hmm. And this is just to know because even the shock of the shock that's going to hit you if you're in that category of difficulty yeah. mm. is a mad shock. So mm. why do you want to be shocked? And I mean, like, um, all, of us are, all of us are in late 20s now. You, you're having friends getting married and, and having kids. You're going yeah. to hear stories of the difficulties that mm. happened. Mm. And you're like, ah, I did not know it wasn't that straightforward because nobody would told me that if you kiss a boy... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, boy yeah. in class, boom, you're pregnant, isn't it? Well, to be fair, when you're younger, it's probably more easier. So I guess they had a point. So <laughs> <laughs> nah, there's I'm a just... problem. There's a problem with the media representation in general. Mm, mm, to mm. be honest, yeah, yeah, that that I wouldn't argue with. That I wouldn't argue with. Um, so I think the other thing to mention is, or rather, the other thing of interest for me was when I began to began to see studies, right? Studies about the declining fertility rates in the world, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So apparently, in the 1970s, between 1970s and now, or, uh, 1970s and 2011, in our 40 years, I think the fertility rate has dropped to more than 20 percent, right? Wait, what does that mean? And so, between in the last 40 years, mm-hmm. oh, fertility, fertility has dropped by 20 percent. Okay, okay, 20 percent. Right. Okay, and 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 this is not a case of this is not a case of of uh, of people people choosing to withhold babies, actually, a case of actual physiological conditions, mm. right? And I think that's that's another reason why I found it problematic because, again, there's many things that we do that contribute to it, right? For sure. And you see all these movies. I mean, we grew up watching Nolly, a lot of Nollywood, right? When there was difficulties conceiving, and it was straightforward to the woman. Right, where you know they're just wondering, oh well, why is she not equipped? Why is she not this? Why is she not that? Whereas now we know that apparently, not apparently, it's a clear, it's a clear cut point anyway. Mm-hmm. Men are women to do things, but mm-hmm. this stigma around it that we all face because it's never, it's never in a social circle is a problem. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm trying to figure out like how how do you guys think we can um, um we'll, we'll, we'll come back to the studies about the rates dropping and everything but how do you think we can go around this stigma of fertility being a conversation that Toby doesn't cringe about for example come right? on <laughs> wait <laughs> like <laughs> don't think <laughs> oh gosh no like so I, it's not like I cringe to it I'm just like I guess no you to be fair it's what you said at the start like you said you used this phrase what phrase did you use I can't remember busting, busting it not but, yeah exactly like that's what I had a problem yeah. with not exactly like is, use, is use the medical term it's but crass yeah so, yeah but, but it's very crass all right. and just yeah that, that's right. what I had an issue with like, crass yeah alright right, ejaculation is, is that better <laughs> oh my god it's better yes but it's not, it's not a word it's, it's better it's, it's term, better right? no it's better it's better it's better stop is yeah, it? <laughs> I really don't know I feel like it has a bad rep but I don't know sperm release I don't know I can't I, win actually nobody can win let's just have the conversation like we're adults yeah, here so let's ask the doctor yeah. in the house doctor what, what do you think it's ejaculation no yeah. Thank okay. you very much. All right, ejaculation. Thank it you is. Very much. Shall we proceed? So, Doki, Doki, why do you think we have this um 
stigma of fertility. And have you experienced anything like that in certain circles with your friends and just as a medical doctor as well? Well, I haven't exactly, at least not mm. in my own circle, but maybe just um, interacting with patients and mm. so like the um maybe some of the uh concerns is kind of projected on you but mm. i don't even to be honest I, like i said the emphasis is more on turning off fertility right more than turning it on so mm. nobody really talks about fertility itself and i think like i said it's because of this general notion that oh it's just supposed to happen it's the natural way of things it's normal within i would say within reproduction itself or reproductive health there's a lot of stigma and maybe even misconceptions because you would even hear people say things like um giving birth through maybe cesarean section is is abnormal mm. or like oh they should deliver the child normally or like what's that supposed to mean or <laughs> abnormally <laughs> yeah so like, like, like there's just this yeah. whole thing of <laughs> there's just this whole thing of like oh this is the natural thing which i guess i understand if you look at it in terms of like being mammals and it's like okay one, I mean, after all, we're not the only animals, animals in quotes, mm. that reproduce. So, mm. yeah, it's definitely a natural thing. But I mean, the beauty of being human and having a frontal cortex and having reasoning and having judgment is being able to then help people that maybe it's not that straightforward for them. Mm. But I think there's just there's just generally a lot of misconceptions. I think that is really what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. I, I think the point you made about um, the focus being on turning it off, right? Um, that that has definitely become more apparent in our generation, right? You know, birth control. People sometimes, you know, going as far as IUDs as well. And I guess it's just this. It's kind of like associated with the culture of casual sex and you know all of those things. And it's quite interesting because I don't think a lot of times, you know, you know, some some doctors or I don't know how how the process is like if any girl can just walk in and ask and, you know, if they ask any follow up questions or because, again, there's also the narrative of you don't want to make it too hard because that will just lead to other problems later on. But I, somehow just feels as if because of this idea of, OK, we need to make things more straightforward. Girls should be able to walk in and get these things and, and stuff like that. It's now become like the only conversation that we're having. And, you know, people are not realizing like you said, what happens? Okay, what, after you're done, when you're ready to have kids, is it just oh, I just yeah. stop taking the pills and you it's fine? Turn it back on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah. because you know, it, it, I think from what I've read about it, like it's a lot going on when you're taking birth control pills, right? Like you yeah. know, hormonal changes, all of these things. You're basically like yeah. almost re- rewriting how your system operates and stuff. So yeah, it's it's wild. Is what that's what I would say. But in terms of the stigma, Wally, honestly, I, I think it's also the problem of it's not a problem that seems to be that we seem to face daily as guys jiggers right like you said in your yeah. in your pre in your pre whatever before this a lot of the times if there's any issue they will look at the woman first unfortunately right yeah. um uh. and, and all of those things so I, I don't think we as guys have had to deal with that so much like even if the reality is that the guy is the one that has the issue 
on the surface, people just don't compute it as that, right? Because it's actually easier for the guy to then... And the guy will claim that he doesn't want to go and sleep around, so there's no way to prove that it's his problem or not. Yeah, and it's actually... it's worse <laughs> Exactly, to test it. And for, for the woman as well, you can't just... Like, it's... I don't know. It's so, so socially harder for a woman to say, oh, like, you no, know, we don't watch Yoruba movies where the woman's the husband doesn't give her a kid and she didn't... Well, okay, well, sometimes they try and go somewhere else but it's not it's not an active thing right you more find guys that they go find a girl in the village and things like that so socially i think it's also a, a point but um i'll just say that as a guy i don't think i've ever been confronted with that reality or that kind of conversation and that was why control. it was oh, sorry. very important sorry. okay that, that was very mm-hmm. important for the definition of inf- infertility to include couples mm-hmm. so it's not taken in isolation you don't um we don't see one person and say, oh, this person is fertile as it were. Mm. The definition is all-encompassing. So it's, it is the inability of a couple mm. to conceive, mm. you know, despite, mm. you know, the rest of the, um, the rest of the, as the rest of the definition goes, mm. I don't mm. want mm. Toby to cringe. <laughs> no, come on, guys. You're painting me as this. I'm not this person you're painting me as. Please go ahead. Let's use all the okay, words so we it, can. It, it, yeah. it is the inability of a couple to conceive mm. despite adequate exposure to unprotected penovaginal intercourse for a year or more. So mm-hmm. it's also duration bound. Like yeah. you don't just try for three months and say, oh, we, we, we can't have kids. And then the mm. adequate is also very important like all those things were keywords because for people that were not probably really exposed to um sex they wouldn't i think it was even a couple that apparently they had been doing the wrong thing like i i, I can't even picture what it was that they were doing, was they were doing? The wrong thing. <laughs> i don't know what they were doing. <laughs> the wrong thing and that's why like all those keywords are there and like for in fertility, we say the adequate exposure is actually at least three times a week for people that are actively trying mm. because the assumption is that you would catch one of the ovulation days of, yeah. of the woman. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's not yeah. just this one-sided thing, basically. It's yeah, very absolutely. complex. I think it's, it's, it's key because I also think, you know, maybe because when we think about sex education even in our schools like it was honestly non-existent like maybe the closest we came was probably like biology and drawing all the reproductive yeah. system of the male and female it's so but, funny because i remember the biology class and the biology teacher was so it was deathly embarrassed like i could tell and because he was my friend i was just laughing like i was just dying of laughter the entire day like you could tell it was so uncomfortable like talking about the whole thing yeah because yeah. You know, even just my quick research for for this, um, it kind of like solidified or at least opened a lot my eyes to a lot more things, right? You know, like okay, um, the egg is essentially viable for for what one day, twenty four hours after it gets in, right? And you know, but sperm can live for up to five days. So ideally, you know, two days before, like she ovulates and all those things. I can't, all of this. I, I can't tell yeah. the, the, the number of, number of times the day I learned that sperm can live for more than four to five days. But... <laughs> That, that should terrify me a number of times. <laughs> I'm not going to explain why, but I can't. When oh I heard about TMI, <laughs> TM freaking I. Like, okay, that's where I draw the line. 
sorry. But go yeah, yeah, no, but, but you're right. You're right. Exactly right. So and these are all the things that we don't really know. You know, it's funny what we think comes because we've grown older. Like some knowledge that we just think, oh, now that I can do this activity, then I know how the activity works, right? And I think this is kind of like a call to reality that is a lot more beneath the activity itself. Um, yeah. which is why like what you said those keywords are, are quite important because you'd be surprised right and you know speaking of social pressures right I, well i share this thing with you where you know there's also a pressure to maybe it's the flip side of fertility where there's a pressure for newlywed couples to have kids like straight off the bat not because they are ready and they yeah. want to but you know the looks you start to get after i don't like this thing they do in church where they introduce a new couple so they introduce them they'll be like oh this guy's got married last saturday and then when they are going, they'll be like, so we'll see you back in nine months. In the next like, nine months. Like, I'm like, guy, first of all, chill. <laughs> like, you, exactly. Like, you know, what if what if we're not ready to have kids, right? It now becomes a thing, right? But I know, you know, me, I think everybody has different filters. Me, I start to not ask questions, but, you know, I try to remember a couple that has been married and I'm like, oh, wait, um, how many years has it been? Like, socially, just that thought comes to mind. And so it's, it's kind of weird how, yeah. you know, that's it. And I always try to remind myself that maybe they've chosen not to have kids, right? You know, maybe they're not trying, like, and that sort of thing. But it's not common, which is why people, I don't know, I guess society has the way it does its things. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, I think it's a good point because it's easy for you to just think about someone, you know, who is married a year ago and be like, ah, this, this guy has not had kids yet. But it's, it's not your freaking business, to be honest. <laughs> that's, just, that's just the simple truth. Because you just don't know, right? You just don't know. Even, even, yeah. like, even, even, even Eric as well. When Eric told me what they're expecting, it was a surprise to me because even after I got married, and he, I, I knocked my mind on the meter, saying, thinking, "Oh, um, okay, this yeah, time, yeah, time, time is counting, right? If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen." But I think it's always unfair for anyone to even ask anybody or even make a joke and say yeah exactly um, make, mm. make, make a joke and say oh yeah um ah you should be expecting now ah ah but baby's coming like because you don't know whether they're, they're trying and it's impossible yeah, exactly. you don't mm. know whether whether it's causing an argument maybe maybe someone's not ready yeah you don't know whether the person you're talking to maybe just even one kids at that point and they can't tell you because you're having this kind of, kind of thought about them so i think that idea of some people in our society, like African society particularly, I can almost forgive them when they make those kind of comments about we'll see you in nine months. Because at the point where I can't re-educate, okay, maybe I can, but there's some people that you just like, ah. Yeah, you're giving <laughs> up on that. Yeah, yeah you get, you get, you get, you get. Yeah. But, but, but some people like, like uh, I won't say just millennials, but I'll say like in their 40s or in their 30s and having an entire, that, that one are like, okay, bro, like sis, like come on, like shut the hell up, like think, think first, like hold on. It's not your business, it's their private life. See what comes out of it. Celebrate with them if they, if they happen, celebrate with them if it doesn't happen and just mm. leave with that. Mm. You know, it's, mm. it's not, it's not, it's not. Because this is why I called it a, a collective essence of life. Because you can imagine how that is so core to human beings to procreate that impossible when it's impossible, it causes it, it breaks marriages, as you know, but it also yeah. does more than that. It, it changes changes your, your identity, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why men are always so scared to face that because they feel like, oh yeah, I I probably can't have a kid, then am I am I a man anymore? What is what, what is my function? Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's often, I mean, woman too, I'm guessing, speaking from a man's perspective. So it's yeah. so, it's such a core function of our existence and yeah you may not have kids that's fair but for most of most people it is and the inability to do so is difficult which is why this is this that is happening because i feel like if something is so expected and natural and desired 
is is and we don't talk about it hello guys who are we kidding yeah i i remember someone saying that um i don't know why maybe is it african so i don't know why people don't talk about sex often because clearly africans are doing it like we're so (laughs) (laughs) and i just remember what what wally just said reminded me of this journal entry i wrote the other day like i was watching this of course nollywood movie and Mm. The I think the babe, what happened to her? Okay, so she had some issues with unsafe abortion, which is mm. another entirely different topic. And which, which will come to by God's grace. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she, I think there was some issues with her womb. So basically she couldn't conceive anymore. And, you know, obviously in Yoruba, typical fashion, she was hysterical. She was saying like, oh, uh. I am you, that kind of thing. Like my life is ruined. And I remember just writing in my journal, like, why? Why is your life ruined? Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not ignorant of the fact that there's this whole thing of womanhood is like, oh, when people give birth, they're like, oh, I'm now, now a woman. woman. Now, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Like, I get that. But I was like, realistically, like, you are alive. You are otherwise healthy. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, do your job or um, contribute to society like there are all these other aspects of you and I understand that obviously in the moment there's that acute pain of like you've lost something but I just remember being like why do we put this pressure on like so this person's life is ruined like she was of committing suicide and I'm like mm. but there's so much more to your to existence life. and to your mm. life and to what mm. you have to offer you know, hmm. the world and all that. So I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I, I can, <laughs> you know, yeah. Sorry, Wale. You know, so I was going to say like, it's, it's quite funny because, you know, I feel like people only, society generally probably only cares about the process of knowing that you've brought life in because see how society treats, treats kids and, you know, how families abandon children. It's like, you make, you talk up this thing of let's bring, like you can't have kids and you make, you're not a, you're not a woman yet because you are not had a child. But then, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many abandoned children. There's so many people that are not in, you know, comfortable homes and things like that. And you're like, only if this is your concern for a woman giving birth or a, a couple having kids, if you extended into raising the child as well. I think that's where I feel like that disconnect that exists is just so annoying. And it's, I think it's how I've tried to eradicate myself, right? Like, look at the whole, the whole journey, like you've said. There's more to life than just that bit. If that bit happens, it's fine. Do it to the, your best of your ability. If it doesn't happen, there's also still more to life that you can contribute to in that sense. So I just wanted to drop that in there because I feel, you know, yes, everybody talks about, like, the same couple or the same pastor that's announcing that okay this couple i'm expecting in nine months if the baby comes and there's wahala you don't see the guy there now like you know yeah. his own job is just, his own job is also announced the fact that <laughs> by nine months he wants to do he wants to do christening inside church so i don't know yeah i i get very cynical about that part of things like almost every time it happens in church I'm i like, think nah. i can i think i can understand a somebody's agony of realizing that they can't give birth again yeah now, mm. i i guess i guess of course it doesn't ruin your life but i can understand when you say it ruins your life Right, I can imagine me finding out that maybe I can't. Have, I can imagine that kind of thing. It might might break me possibly, but I think the key the key point is a child. No matter how much money you have, right? Again, this might be controversial, and that's fine. We can debate it. Whoever wants to debate it with me, but no matter how much money you have, or no matter how much you do, I think a kid is often like a true sense of. Not true, but maybe maybe one of the truest senses of legacy as a human being. It's it, it, a kid makes sense of you dying. I think also, 
<laughs> because you've come and okay, of course you can achieve other things on earth. I understand that. Again, I'm not trivializing mm-hmm. people's people's ambition. Like Einstein did so much without the sun, and of course I, would, I, I didn't realize that's on the dot about people achieve things without without. Yeah, I, I get that. But I'm saying, as just a woman who just sells pepper on the street, for example, right? It could just be that it's a kid that brings her joy every day and, and makes sense of her pepper selling. Mm. Okay. And I think mm. your, your kids might be the most relationship, not might, your kids are the most, relationship, most important relationship you develop with somebody on life. So people have a bad relationship with their parents and their children first, but they're most, but the most important relationship because it's your offspring. And that word itself is a very strong word. Offspring, it's you reincarnated in some sort so i can understand that agony of of my life is ruined mm. right and i can understand it and i know there's more to life than bringing, bringing kids but there isn't that it's my opinion is the, the things that are much more to life are not that many because childbirth is the ultimate miracle yeah fair so like this is, I, okay yeah okay. Well, like, like, okay. well, yeah <laughs> <laughs> So the thing is that, like I said, I understood that agony at that point. Obviously, mm. I'm also a woman. It's not like, it's something I desire, obviously. So it's not like, that I said, it's like mourning something. You've lost something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, my good. question was that, why? Because everything, basically most things we do, or let me just say this reality that we're in, is more or less designed by society. So my thing was, why did it have to have such a huge impact? Like I don't, I mm. I know that it has that impact. Why? Mm. That is that 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 was more of my thinking. Why did it have to be a big deal? Because it mm, right. is. But why mm. did it have why? to be? Because. Yeah. yeah. So I just I was just trying to imagine, and another thing with. The old legacy. Anyway, this is just my own personal opinion. I'm not <laughs> too crazy about this old legacy thing. I'm sorry, maybe I'm a nihilist, but like in the next hundred years, nobody's going to remember you. I'm sorry, like everybody's going to be dead and gone. So I'm not so crazy about this old legacy thing. Like I don't even like people that lived, I don't know, thousands of years ago and achieved stuff and like. We don't know them. We don't know anything about what if some what if some flood wipes everybody on earth and they have to rebuild. Like so, personally, I'm mm-hmm. not too crazy about this whole legacy thing. But yeah, definitely, I understand the importance of having continuation. Yeah, yeah, having that. Continuation. You sound like Toby right now, by the way. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I'm glad I have a partner in crime today because that's it's not, always. That's it's, <laughs> No, so, so, I, and you know, what I was going to add to that, because you pretty much just covered what I was going to say, is that I think sometimes when we look at this processes of life and stuff like that, we, we get to binary about it. Because that's why when a family goes to adopt kids, you know, people still get that sense of, oh, but it's not, you understand, it's not, it's not still your child. And I'm like, you know, speaking of legacy and things like that, if we reduce it to, you know, just because you came out of me and all of those things, then it, there's a very big difference. I think that creates more issues later on, which is why we have this lack of community in that sense. So for me, I'm not saying it's not like, again, I desire to also have kids and things like that. And, you know, God willing, it happens. Uh, but it's also a thing of understanding that, like, like we have said, right, you know, life is like, 
you can mourn not being able to do certain things. Uh, but I think we should just give the necessary weight to it and not let it overshadow what else life is about, you know? Because, yeah, mm. I, I think, I, let me just leave it there. Yeah, no, good, good, good points, good points. Um, um, I think you both raised good points. I want to go back to talk about birth control and that leads us mm. to contraceptives in the first place. Birth control for me was an interesting, not, not was, because I wasn't alive then, but from what, from what I've read, birth mm. control, it seems to be a very revolutionary invention for the world. Yeah. Because I think it was again. I, I feel like people might no. I'm, I'm not going to bring attention to what I'm going to say, but I think, and from what from what I've read and heard, birth control was a was one of the saviors for the women's movement. Because one of the things that tied women down society was the lack of liberation from sexual outcomes. Hmm. Right in search of. You know, back in the day, you always had the thought of, well, I can't do anything. I'm sorry, I can't just live freely sexually without repercussions, mm. right? And often that meant that you then had to follow norms or traditions of a man. And that contributed to the second class nature of women. So in a way, birth control kind of helped that feminist women's equality movement that we needed right which is great yeah. i also think is it's also had an interesting effect in terms of guys expectations because because it's so rampant now and and education and educated mm-hmm. to everybody there are guys now who just expect a woman to take care of herself right mm-hmm. in that regard yeah. and it almost means that in a way it's not gone I won't say it's gone full. No, it hasn't gone full circle. No, it hasn't. But for some guys now, they're not using that as a way to say, "Well, you know, you could have done this. You're a woman now. You can do this easily. You can get the money after pill. You can be on a pill. That's that's something you can do. So if you get knocked up, well, how, how could I have? You know, mm, it's, it's, also, it's also freed up, yeah. freed up a bit, a bit, which 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 an interesting outcome, right? And. To be, to be mentioned earlier and said like, well, that um, birth control kind of puts a stop to things, but but again, you have to to turn it back or something like that. I think which which we go, which go back to my point again. The first place, even control and you're twenty seven or 20 or thirty, whatever age you are, if you know that things are working from from scratch, I think you are less likely to be in problems if if you don't know that things are working and you're using birth control anyway. <laughs> Let me phrase that, right? <laughs> if, let me phrase that. If, if, if you check, if you know where you are at, right, reproductive health-wise, mm. whatever age you are in, using birth control doesn't make any difference, in my opinion, because if you're good to go, then you're good to go. But if you're not good to go, right, and you find out early, then you can, that can inform how you then use contraceptives in the future or that present state. That is my thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what I want to ask you guys about, about um, particular life way was, um, speaking of um, birth control and distance, as a Nigerian woman, what do you think of the, like, the, uh, what have you found in your practice, but also social circles as like the, I won't say stigmas, but how do women think about it in Nigeria particularly? How do they, in terms of buying, like, like do they talk about it? Do, do you hear about your friends talk about it? I mean, I'm not asking your friends, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Why are you swearing on the regular? Continue. Oh my god, give me trouble editing. Go on. <laughs> uh, but just give me your thoughts about it because let me tell you why I asked this question, right? In a bit of a, a funny story for you guys. So first time I knew about um money after pill, right? I didn't first time I knew about it, I didn't know about it. I didn't know anything until I need, until I needed it. And then I I had to ask, I think it was my my cousin's I can't remember who I asked, but, but I asked somebody who I knew was who was older, a girl, woman, about it. And she was telling me, oh, like, yeah, like, this one, this one is, like, 42 hours, sorry, 48 hours, 72 hours, that kind of thing. And I, I remember that day, I was, I, was, I was so, so nervous. Like, I was scared as hell. Like, what is going on? Maybe I should not have been that nervous because I just don't know stuff. But I was just hearing names and I was hearing um, hours, time limits. I was hearing, you know, the personal one and two back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is all this? And, and I realized that was, that was messed up because it, nobody sent me. <laughs> but, Amen. But, Amen. But, but, <laughs> Amen. But, 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 but B, B, no one, no, no one taught me as, as no one, no one made us understand, you know, that why these things are there and, and, and why they should be used. So I'm guessing I'm asking like, as a woman in that, in that sense, like how is it being discussed in your circles as a Nigerian woman specifically? I think that with, I would say that with most of the patients I've seen, it's mostly this, um, the emphasis is more on the male to use condoms. Because the problem with these pills is that, you know, like Toby said, they actually affect your hormones. And so it's, it's, it's a bigger burden on the woman to use those pills, whether it's the pill, whether it's the IUD. Um, there are even implants. They literally will open up part of your skin in your um, arm and place the implants in. And then it can stay there for a couple of months or so, depending on which one. So, and the way they work is through hormonal changes. And even somebody that is not on birth control, we already know how much our hormones, like how mm. crazy it can be. So it's now like, like almost like pumping you with this hormone. And then there's the, like, there are just all these side effects that almost feels unnecessary but mm. so so i've seen i've noticed that the emphasis usually placed more on the male to use condoms and that also causes some issues because the men also don't want to use condoms don't understand for the life so, of me why but I, I don't understand why either as, you as don't like, I, are you serious i mean i think i mean t- technically speaking <laughs> i do because even that it, but if, the risks involved she guess practically just it doesn't it's not worth it it doesn't make any like and and also like the again depends on on who you're with right so again as coming to the uk i think it was more interesting to see how much more relaxed and normal it was you know the iud's the implant etc yeah and you meet girls who just tell you and say you know either i'm on the pill or they'll tell you and say you know, oh, I got the implants, you know, and all of that. But as a Nigerian, you know, that for, for coming, coming, come, coming here, that, that wasn't that 
regular. Yeah, because we're in Nigeria. I'm sorry, we don't like stress. Like, <laughs> I've I've actually had people say that because the thing with the pill is you have to use it every day. Every day. So it's, it's not like oh, it's only you just use it when you want to be with someone. You have to use it, and you have to remember to use it every day. Otherwise, mm. you're going to face some really <laughs> crazy yeah, side effects. Yeah, but then again, so, that's if you're sexually active, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and again, like not everyone is anyway. So it's, I mean, but active. I mean, but I mean, maybe like every other day or week, right? But not everybody is. I think for even if even if it's once a month or once every six months, you're still sexually once active, a month, right? Do you have? Does that count as sexually active once a month? You're having sex basically, even if, like yeah, I guess like, yeah. If you're not celibate, like it, maybe if, if you've had sex once and you're not having sex again for like a long period, sure. But if it's like every month or every two months, you're still active, right? And anything can happen. All it takes is one try. Like it's not that. Yeah, that that's I don't. That's just my perspective on it. Yeah, it's almost like taking antihypertensives or antidiabetes. Like you have to use it every day. And then hmm. the other thing is that you know the benefits of the condom is that it also prevents STDs, STDs which yeah. the the birth control pills don't have that protection. But mm. then, I mean, there's also the female condoms, mm. but I think they are just more bulky and much more of a pain you have to, mm. Mm. to mm. apply. Yeah. So well, it was the do you think again. there's a stigma around that? Because, I mean, is it much more, compared to five years ago, is, is it much more prevalent in age now? Do you know? Using birth control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Probably more among the um the more educated, yeah, or like the um middle class. Yeah, I would say definitely not definitely not, you know, probably the random person, you know, selling pepper, like you said, because mm. I mean it's a it's a right. financial commitment to use those drugs every time. So it's almost like why should I? I, I, wonder, I, wonder, I wonder how much it costs because over here, I think, I think, I think you get it. For, I think you get it for free here. I think it's free. The money after pill, rather. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not sure. I think so. I'm it's sure. definitely not free here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think it is anyway. I really doubt that it is because you know another thing with here is people are like super religious. Would I say yeah. or should I? Yeah, let me just put it that way. Conservative, yeah, yeah conservative so no yeah. nobody's going to make you free for you because the mm, idea mm, is that mm, we're encouraging mm, you mm, yeah right which which is kind of like a double-edged sword like it's just one of those really weird things because the perfect world is when everybody follows a certain ideal and you can say okay this is the rule or this is whatever but by the time there's gray areas but you now pretend as if there's a rule when there are gray areas is where you create all these yeah. issues you understand and that's the so, problem with yeah. abortion with unsafe mm. abortion because mm. people are going to do it anyway but mm. now because it's not um recognized yeah. and yeah. yeah it's not legal in my profession it's not legal like people will get it done regardless and so we just open them up to unsafe ways of doing these things because mm. if you're actually like practicing and you're licensed like i've i've had a situation like that before where you know this lady came in, the pregnancy test was positive and she was like, oh my gosh, she know that she, that she needs to take it out. And I was mm. like, okay, you know what? She needs to see my boss. She needs to be <laughs> consultant, talk to him. 
And mm. obviously you just have to try and counsel her like, see, I can't, I can't do this thing for you. Like, even though he is a trained ONG specialist, mm. you know, and so this lady is probably going to go to some random, random person, person, you know, yeah, mm. who is going to probably just do some magic trick or whatever, which will cause mm. more harm. Yeah. So I think earlier we've talked about, um, you know, people who, you know, based on culture and religion of Niger particularly, impact stigma towards all of this. But what do you think are like the, for you, wh- wh- um, how, how do you think culture has probably impacted in your circles particularly? Because leave, 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 you, being a, leave you being a doctor for, for a second. Just, I'm not asking to expose any of your friends or whatever, but in your daily life, like what do you think that looks like in terms of, cultural impacting how you guys think about fertility you know is it a case of uh do you guys just hope that it comes up or do you guys just hope that you know we'll wait till somebody gets married and, and something happens or is there is there often do you know about your friends you know deep dark secrets if they have one do you like what what conversations happen on the ground with you guys I have to first preface by saying that like 90, 95% of my friends are doctors. Mm. So obviously we have that medical knowledge. They they know like their options, but mm. it, like with my friends, it's not something that we discuss again because not so many of them are currently married. But like I said, even if something was wrong like they probably would know okay these are your options do you guys and talk to about be honest, i personally do I, you guys talk about sorry to cut you off and do you guys talk about i mean i don't know if they're celibate or not but do you guys talk about that part of things as well like is it a is, is it an easy conversation given our our strong cultural and uh religious norms again whether celibate or not, does that come up in terms of men? And... To be honest, not really. Not, not really. Um, Do you know it why? It doesn't really come up. I don't Maybe. know why. I mean, probably because of um, like... I guess where I'm going is... Personal, is it, personal choices to absolutely. Is it more normal? So probably there isn't that much to talk about. Mm. Yeah, but even even in abstinence, right? Is it more mm. normal to not talk about it mm. than to talk about it? Is my question. Mm. It's probably more normal to not talk about it. Not because it's abnormal to talk about, but it just doesn't come up. Like, I personally think I'm a very open person and mm. open-minded. Like, I feel like I always say that I don't really have any secrets. <laughs> like, you could ask me anything. Like, I'm an open book. So, but I think it's just <laughs> don't tell me that. Things. Don't tell me I'm that. Serious. <laughs> okay. I'm serious. Okay. I shall know that before I came on, but I'll, I'm coming. <laughs> Finish. <laughs> oh, so, I think that so it doesn't. It's more like it just doesn't come up. But it's not like if it comes up, it would be like cringe or like taboo. Uh, but I was going to say, I, I think it's also a thing of like social circles as well. So I can say I've actively like had to be in different kinds of social circles where some kinds of conversations are a bit more quote unquote normal. But I think among guys, um, what's more normal is just talking about like sexual con- like conquest and things like that. Like, um, yeah. I don't think pregnancy scares 
I don't I don't think guys actively talk about that except when maybe say they're joking around or maybe someone shares an experience and then someone yeah. says, Oh, yeah. something mm-hmm. like that happened to me as well. So and then I'm trying <laughs> to think of my female friends. Um obviously I'm a guy as well, so it's not as if they'll come out and tell me like this is what they're going through. But I've I've been in around conversations around birth control pills and things like that. And I would say being in this new context that I'm in, I've heard it a lot more. But that could be also be I'm growing older. But I know I've, I've heard it a lot more, like being in Ghana and just being around certain kinds of circles where, you know, people talk about being on the pill or something. But honestly, not that often. Like, like you said at the start, it almost feels like a given sometimes that, you know, if we're in this day and age and you decide not, you decide you're going to be sexually active as a lady, then like you said, people think it's the lady's responsibility to take care of that in that sense. Um, I don't know if people, like when, 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 we, when you said the condom thing or, or, or like when you said the condom thing, I don't know how that translates into like individual experiences, right? So like, is it that the girl will say, like, I'm not going to do anything except you have a condom and the guy will be like, oh, but I don't like using condoms. Like, I don't know. I don't know how that works. It depends. I think, I, I think it's both parties. It was, okay, I won't say responsible. I, I want to say responsible girl, but if, 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 if a girl values that, if a girl values that, right, she would, she would bring it up whether the guy says yes or no. Right. Mm. Sometimes, sometimes some girls would trust that some girls may trust that you are exclusive to them. You're not sleeping around. So they might say, um, I don't know. They might say, okay, fair enough, right? Or maybe I'll get the pill tomorrow. Some, sometimes these guys that will say, like, nah, I'm not, mm. I'm not, I'm not, if I've got, if I've got, if I haven't got a condom, nothing is happening, right? Because everybody, mm. again, different cultures, different positions on things, different people. Again, is, 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 is it a girl you've known for a while? Is it a girl you just met? Hmm. All there's so many things right dr lapway what's your stance on on uh as a doctor and as a as a what, what's your stance on abortion yeah i knew you were going to ask me this <laughs> <laughs> Out of blue. so i mean like i wasn't going to ask you until you and until you say that you're, you're open yeah, open yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's right. fine it's fine it's, it's fine yeah. And yeah. I, but I don't want it to seem like I'm giving a diplomatic answer. But honestly, if as a doctor, I'm trained to be non-judgmental. Yeah. Even if even if I wanted to be, which I don't want to be, I can't be judgmental. And mm. there was this interesting podcast I listened to the other day where um there were so there were two sides of the coin. So there was someone who was like pro-choice and the other person was pro-life. And it was interesting to see like both sides because obviously it's the woman's body she's the one that has to go through this process Mm. but then you also understand the government coming in and being like no this child is our citizen is our property you can't just kill our citizen and go scot-free you know that kind of thing as well so it's like yeah i understand both sides of the coin and i remember that day after this thing i was like Okay, what's the way forward? Does should the government just look away? Should they just pretend like they don't know what's happening? Because regardless, people are going to do this thing. Like it's almost this thing of how Yoruba people would say this thing. I'll translate it, but they'll say this thing of like omo me, and then at some point it becomes omo mimakpare. Like at some mm-hmm. point, when you do things, your parents will be like, like ah, don't do this thing now. Do you want to kill me? But at some point, the hands up and it's like, don't kill yourself. Like, there's only so much that they can do. 
And mm. so I understand the government's trying to protect the people if really that's their intention. That's what the intention you get. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> who really yeah. knows? Yeah, but I think that's the key bit. The key bit yeah. is we can't, because as you're saying, I was like, very good point, because I can't really figure out government-wise, what is the, what are they trying, what, what's the intention? Mm. Right? Is it, if they say, okay, we're doing this because we believe in this or this, but I don't think, maybe I've not read enough, but I've not seen what government's particular point of view is. When it As a Christian, the government is responsible for the government is responsible for all its yes, citizens. Yes, but Whether what is the rationale? What's what's the rationale for them saying a woman cannot do this for this kind of government? It's the same way you would charge a murderer to court. It becomes a case of the state or the government against that person in the court of law. Hmm. Do you understand? So it that's why even sometimes, even if the family of the deceased say, okay, we don't want anything it, it has already become they'll tell you it has already become a state or a federal thing so it's mm. like the government is saying no you can't just kill our citizen interesting yeah interesting <sighs> have so, you guys heard of I, um <laughs> dr shana swan no. no so um i heard about her on jorgan's podcast and then i went to her website and read more about her work and so she's been looking at the declining fertility rates, mostly in the Western world. Um, so Africa, not quite affected us yet. But again, maybe we haven't done enough studies in Africa. Maybe. Who knows? Um, but yeah, she found that apparently there is a strong link between... So after the Second World War, there was an increase in plastic production, right? And... And ever since then, there's been a huge spike in declining fertility rates, right? And that's because in some plastics, certain plastics, there's a compound called phthalates, P-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S, right, phthalates. And they are endocrine disruptors that disrupt endocrines. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, keep going. <laughs> Let's see how far you go before you run out of gas. But keep going. Uh, Anyway, so yeah. talents can be found in today's world in most of our plastic products, right? So yeah. your containers, your shampoo mm. bottles, personal care, food stuff, even 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 down to the things that, that are used in farms, right? And apparently, when the woman is exposed to increased levels of phthalates while she's pregnant, it's it sets back a man's um Either sperm count or, t- or testosterone production by forty percent, right? And also, she found that when the, when a woman is exposed to phthalates in a very very um, high sense during pregnancy, it reduces something called the enogenital eno- distance. That like, do you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. So, can you can you explain that before I go on? Okay, so it's just in the formation of the embryo, in the development of the embryo, there is there are basically like three layers, the endoderm, mesoderm, and all. So there are basically like three layers. And this is all that we are formed from. And that's why, but specifically to the reproductive and the, um, what do I call it now? 
genital, let me just say genital urinary system. They are closely linked. Right. And that's why, yeah, so it's just more like the anus is the one at the back, the genitals in the middle for the women and then the urinary in front. So it's like they have a very close link because they are all like within the same vicinity basically during formation mm. and that's why i was that's why i said that conceiving is almost like a miracle because within yeah. this development there are a million things that, that can, go, can wrong. go wrong yeah. <laughs> structurally <laughs> mm. 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 yeah so 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 basically your in a gentle distance the distance between as you said your anus in plain terms yeah. and, your, and your genitals yeah right so anyway she found that Women who are exposed highly to phthalates, um, their kids have smaller in the, in the genital distances, right? And that and that itself affects that kid's ability to then reproduce when they become adults, mm. right? <laughs> and that's a very strong. It's a recent finding, actually. It's a very strong indication why fertility rates are dropping. So it's pretty much from our plastics use, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a very scary thought because. It's all around us, right? Mm-hmm. If, I mean, I, I recommend everyone to just look up this woman and give look up her book. She got a book as well, and you know, you know. Can I say? Can yeah. I say something? Can yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> w- when it comes to these specific things, right? Like these findings and all these things that you know eventually affect, or they say affect on you know the battle between causation and correlation and all of these mm. things. Wait, wait, let me lad. I knew, like, I, <laughs> I, I already knew you were going to do your whole thing, but I, I only said those words to trigger you. But what I'm trying to say <laughs> is that <laughs> what what I'm trying to say though is that there's so much more within our control that we're doing that still causes bad shit to happen. Right. And sometimes I feel the need when we try to offset it and put it at this thing that feels like a bigger thing that we can't control, it takes away some responsibility for people. Because now that you're saying plastics, what are we going to do about that? Right. But when we talk about smoking, obesity, alcohol intake, all of these things that are more closely within our control that we tend to ignore, that also cause these things and are known to cause these things. Yeah, but if you let me finish, I would have gotten there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. I just wanted to put it there quickly. Just okay. Let me. Let of you course, finish. of course, of course. There are other factors, right? Smoking, yeah. but those things come into play when you're already an adult. A baby, a baby in the child in the womb doesn't smoke. If a mother smokes, obviously affects the kid. But I'm saying that my point here is that what she found, which is the interesting point, was that you, as an embryo in a, a fetus in the womb, Hmm. You're affected by the plastics already. The, sorry, not phthalates, because no plastics hmm. have that compound. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that, that itself sets your own um, limited reproductive ability. ability. Yeah. 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 Right. So hmm. when you then grow up and start doing all the smoking, that's you then doing extra stuff. <laughs> yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I get so, it. I get it. I get it. As my point here is the alarm from this. It's, as, as, well, as well, like I said, men can go wrong during that period of reproduction. And it just shows how important it is that during that developmental phase, as things get set for life that, yeah. you, can't, that, that you can't even be aware of. But we, which, which gives my point to the fact of the earlier we know about these things, the better. Yeah, like no one can right. argue against Elia is always better. I, I don't think that yeah. was ever going to be my argument, right? So like, it, it, was, <laughs> it was it was for a second, 
right? <laughs> it was it was forsaken no. earlier today. No, right? no, Wait, no. Anything no. like that? <laughs> if you think about it as well, right? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Um, I even saw um, another study that showed that, or just a popular find actually, that there's more guys now with under 40 with, with erectile dysfunction than there were. I think it's doubled or, or by 40%. I'm not sure what the numbers are about. Just, hmm. just check it, guys. But under 40 now, like you have yeah. young, young people trying to, needing, needing medicine. I know, I know. Yeah. And, it's a, yeah, no, sorry. Finish, finish. Let me finish this time before I say something that you can I'm only raising again. alarm to the things we can control because the things we can control make a lot of difference. Right? Yeah. But yeah. when you also know, you then know how, the, how, how to intensify the things you can control. So mm. do you smoke? Do you drink? Do you do all those things? Well, you might do that and be fine. It happens. But if you're already in a problematic state in your reproductive health and you do, yeah. do those things, maybe it's not a good idea to continue doing those things. Fair. Fair. Right? Fair. If, 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 you, if you eat ice cream every day and drink Coke every day, you might be fine. But if, you're, if that part of your life is not so great, maybe you should cut down on that and start working out more. Hmm. Fair. Fair, 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 yeah. fair, fair, fair. As as we wrap up, like we um one thing I um, I want to know about as well is uh, I'm, I'm, I think this will be our final point is fibroids. Okay. Now this is something that I've I, I must admit I'm not too conversant on, and I'm not too proud to say as well because obviously it's, it's it's a much more bigger problem for the Black African community. Yeah. Can you just tell us a bit about that in your experience? Like why why does it happen? Is it random? Why does it happen? And can people do anything about fibroids in in a sense? And what are the like the social and physiological problems that it causes? Yes, so I mean with fibroids, I think the there's this general concept of um if a woman hasn't given birth yet, like so we call it nulliparity. Nulliparity, you haven't actually been pregnant before mm. it definitely has been found to have an increased risk so it might not it's not like necessarily a cause but it's more like an association and there's also things like so with africans specifically there's this whole thing about red meat apparently we consume a lot of red meat and mm. that does not help our situation at all so that has also been found to be associated with it. But the way the fibroid comes is just, you know, the womb or the uterus has, it's more or less like a muscle, like it has a muscular layer, which is what contracts. Mm -hmm. And so it's within that muscle that we're now having like outgrowth. I'm just trying to explain this in like the most basic of terms. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you're having like outgrowths out of it. And so that can then show up as abdominal pain. It can show up as bleeding, even when you're not on your period or excessive bleeding. Mm. And the reason why this is so it, with infertility, we say fibroid does not cause infertility, but it can be associated with it. Mm. Because if you want to um, have a child, like I said, you need all the conditions to be met. All the conditions I listed previously in that definition. So it's almost like you need to prime the space for like the optimum. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So mm -hmm. having this outgrowth is not going to help because 
the um, the embryo is going to implant somewhere hmm. within that womb. And if the fibroid is also taking blood supply from the mother's womb. Hmm. So, and that's why when somebody is pregnant and they already had pre-existing fibroid, it's likely that the fibroid is going to get bigger as well. Mm. Because there's an increased blood flow because to of the, the, baby. the body, baby. Yeah, mm. to the womb. Mm. And so it's like it can affect the baby because it's going to affect the positioning. I mean, you you only have this much space within the mm. womb, but now you have like two, basically like two babies, mm. more or less. Mm. <laughs> right. And the fibroid is generally more aggressive than the fetus. Mm. So it's going to take up space it might cause the baby to come out smaller than it should have been or it might just generally affect like there might be anemia it might just generally affect the baby as well so usually with fibroids and infertility there's a relationship but it's not a direct cause of it yeah it's not a position of it so like do if if another thing that you have sorry just one more question sorry if you have fibroids okay. before you get pregnant, like, can you, can you mm-hmm. check it? Like, should you check it at any point in your mid twenties or late twenties or early thirties as a woman? Yeah. So, 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 so with fibroids, yeah, it's, it's usually either you go for surgery or you do what we call watchful waiting. So it's more like they continue to monitor the size. Hmm. I might say, okay, it's not a problem yet. It's not a problem. Oh, so yet. like every, so like, so like everyone has it. Is that what you're saying? No, everyone doesn't have it. But if it was found, it could be found incidental. Like I said, some people might feel maybe right. the abdominal pain or whatever. Some might have symptoms. Some don't even have any symptoms. Any symptoms? Mm. Yeah, maybe they just go for a routine check, or it's even when they're pregnant that they check it. Yeah. So it's yeah. more like we just have to keep monitoring the size mm. of it before we do because with surgery there's also you know there are complications that can arise so it's more or less like let's watch the size mm. as it grows and if it's growing to the point where okay we need to take it out can we wait wait for the baby to at least be term Hmm. Or at least be viable, even if it's going hmm. to be preterm. At least let's be viable. The age of viability in Nigeria, I believe, is twenty-eight weeks. What does viable mean? Sorry. Hmm. So viable means that um, we basically recognize you as a baby now. That if right. you come out now, you are likely to survive. survive. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because hmm. according to WHO, it's about twenty to twenty-four weeks. But that's hmm. for places where they have all Proper the support medical. and all the yeah. ICU. Yeah, and all of that. When Nigeria. It's 28 weeks. I think some people have done a bit less than that in UCH, but generally we just take 28 weeks. Uh, like hmm, you are likely hmm. to survive. So, yeah. and term is 37 weeks. So it's like, okay, even if we cannot get to 37 weeks, can we push you above 28? Can we push you to like 30 or 32? And if the fiber is becoming too big, then we just have to take do a CS to take out the baby and, and the fibroid. Yeah, yeah. Uh. So, well, what I was going to also mention is that, um, you know, I think uh, the first time I probably heard about fibroid was probably maybe when I was in GS2 or GSS3. And it's really conversations with, like, you know, you, you overhear maybe your mom talking about a friend or all of those things. And then the next thing that I think ovarian cysts as well. 
those are like mm. you know another mm, thing but more recently more recently pcos and endometriosis uh, are two yeah. words that have seem to pop up you know in my circles quite quite often right and there's a lot more mm. sort of like awareness going on around them so what yeah it's quite polycystic ovary syndrome i'm looking at a google thing right now yes um, you're right yeah, you're right. I yeah. Just yeah. Um, um and i know the endometriosis one is um i think what i don't know the uterus is going something is it's, going outside yeah the, it's like you're yes. finding uterine uterine tissue in other outside. parts of the body so imagine wow. the how how people first realize this is intense menstrual pain because it's like yeah. It's you're having menstrual pain from like different parts of your body wow. <laughs> like mm. 10 like five two three different other places apart from just the regular the place wounds. yeah 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 it's like yeah, I, know. I, I think <laughs> i know so so th- those those stories i've heard those stories quite quite a bit and you know i have i have close friends that are going through like you know similar things and yeah that's what gets um gets me to me a lot more these days the fact that you know it's now seeming maybe it's because i'm growing older as well but it's just seeming more closer maybe there's more awareness going around it but there's just a lot going on and like you said it just goes back to the fact that you made or the point that you made um like me about the whole process itself being a miracle. I think even being alive and we take health for granted a lot of times um, until we, we don't have it and we're not at 100%. So I think beyond just checking for mm. facility and things like that, I think it's a general conversation around health and just living healthy lifestyles and trying to actually stack the cards in our favor as much as we can. Um, yeah. Because yeah, and like, are, and with, yeah. like with what you said about the, um, prev- the earlier debate, would mm. like to also emphasize the use of folic acid in women use of what? especially folic, of, of acid. folic acid okay. in mm. women of reproductive age because it really helps with like the neural development because mm. by the time somebody is finding out they are pregnant it's because they've missed a period so four weeks have gone you're probably mm. finding out mm. in like the sixth week and by then the embryo has formed the facial cleft all those things are already forming the brain all those things are already forming and the mm. person might not know they're not on folic acid they're still taking alcohol they're still doing mm. all these other things that will then affect because once the damage is done at that early stage like it's already it's done really. so usually mm. we just say that you know, people should women should take folic acid or just you know vitamins as well in general but that folic acid is very important important lessons mm. learned yeah so i'm just saying that is it's vitamin b9 and folacin one of the B vitamins. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, Doctor Lakwe. Um, what of? So let's put you on the spots at the end. But what would you, given everything you spoke about, what would you advise to male and females? <laughs> like a freaking seminar. Why are you doing this? Like, I feel like we're, we're no, up no, because <laughs> because because I want. I'm asking Lakwe because even though Lakwe is not a direct gynecologist, she has medical expertise, mm. right? So okay. what they can say and be like, it's just probably saying it. Mm. Mm. so why not use somebody who is knowledgeable about this thing to a better extent and more qualified <laughs> okay so what, what exactly are you asking yeah. i was going to ask until toby interrupted me and i'm sorry i, was, I, was, I, I apologize <laughs> seven <laughs> minutes but i apologize so ask yeah so, so 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 i'm just saying, like give, give, give me what i said so far like what would you then encourage or ask everyone to think about going forward regarding fertility both males and females Particularly given the fact that still be used the perfect word 
you know, trying to get the odds stacked towards you as much as possible if you're in the spectrum of trying to have a kid in the future. Hmm. So, okay, so I think what I would say is for, for us generally to be more curious about our bodies, I personally don't even know if I would know this much if I wasn't a doctor as well. And that's not very good. I mean, obviously, this is your body. Hmm. And it's like you'll be surprised how many people don't even know like you know that biology drawing of the reproductive system <laughs> like <laughs> like a lot of people don't even know all these body parts and because yeah. it's just it's just this taboo but it's like mm. you're having sex anyway so you might as well <laughs> i mean do the practical well session with your theory <laughs> yeah like so i just think that sense of curiosity about your body at least even if even if you can't say okay you want to sit down and read about fertility for male for female for everybody okay mm. what about for your own self like maybe as a female and just be aware of these things i think because there's at this point there's probably nobody that is going to come and teach you like you have mm. to it's a self-directed learning you have to do mm. the work yourself there's nobody mm. coming to teach you about this so mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Word. Very well said. Dr. Lakwa, well thank said. you so much. And this was this has been great. Love fun, to be honest. For such a very technical topic and uh, technical conversation and factual topic in that sense. I think we've made it fun in a way. Um despite Toby's yeah. cringiness at the start. Um, <laughs> Why are you like see guys? I think okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You, you, exactly. You, you, exactly. You made, you made <laughs> Okay, just just the first. This <laughs> happened in like the first two minutes, and now I'm pretty much fine. Please, it's sorry, 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 sorry. before you go, uh, just tell everybody well, about well, like, yourself, really... uh, yourself, what you do, yes, what your yes, base, yes, yes. all your extra content that you do as well outside of your medical practice. Go for it, go for it, go for it. So my name is Ojola Kikuti, and I'm a medical doctor, currently living and working in Abeokuta, Nigeria. And I currently work in both a clinical and administrative, both clinical and administrative roles, basically. So I attend to patients and see patients, but also have to like, basically acting ed (laughs) of the (laughs) clinic, which is a lot. Um, But then also I love to write. I always say that I've been a writer longer than I've been a doctor because I've been writing since I was like 12, 13. So I love to write and I not so recently bought a camera <laughs> and started fiddling with that. So yeah, that's yeah. basically what I do. What's your YouTube and your Instagram and, and all of that stuff? Good stuff. Oh, my YouTube is MD. And my Instagram, Twitter, Lakekuti. Very straightforward. And yeah. your newsletter? My what? Newsletter. Oh, okay. So my newsletter, The Mind Nodes, is it's basically a newsletter about human behavior and psychology because I find it very interesting. 
all, all the links you shared will be in the description so for everyone um liquid writes amazingly well like and you know she has a youtube channel as well and a newsletter and everything else but they'll all be in the description so don't don't worry about that um but yeah thank you so much like it was really fun having you on i'm glad 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 we finally got you on your own solo episode on the pod it's been a long time coming uh but yeah we'll definitely do this again sometime soon um so see you guys around bye wale bye oj see you guys soon thank you see you like take it easy bye bye everyone hey there everybody thank you for listening to this week's episode of the yellow pale podcast if you liked our show please support us by giving us a five-star rating and review and also be sure to share with your friends siblings colleagues and anyone you think might enjoy the episode another way to support us is by subscribing to us on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts or wherever you're listening right now release new episodes every monday but don't forget to follow us at the yellow pill pod on instagram to stay in touch with us during the week that's at the yellow pill pod on instagram once again thank you for taking the yellow pill with us today i'm your co-host wally and right next to me is toby and we wish you the very best in the coming week till next time peace and love people peace and love